Hi, thanks for joining us for this message from Red Church in Melbourne, Australia. We pray that you're blessed by it. If you'd like to know more about Red Church or its ministries, or if you'd like to support us financially, you can find out more by heading to connect.redchurch.org.au. Well, good morning, everyone. It's I'm just so pleased to be here today to preach this message. Uh, God's put this message on my heart and Mark mentioned, you may have heard him mention last week that I actually was supposed to preach this last week and became ill over Friday to Saturday morning and said to Mark, here I am, I'm, I'm sick. So in the 11th hour, Mark stepped in and preached a message that God he um, had to surrender before God and God gave him a message. So last week, uh, Mark spoke about stepping into the authority we have in Christ. So I'm going to continue today this series that we are in at the moment, Christ in us, Christ through us. Just also recap, two weeks ago, Mark spoke a message about the fact that your spiritual health is infectious. It affects others. And just incredible timing, just even hearing these stories this morning of how we step into discipleship, how we pursue this spiritual health. It's for the sake of others. It impacts others. It affects others. So I want to continue to build on this theme today. Mark also, at the end of his sermon on this, um, that your spiritual health is infectious, uh, read from Romans 5. And he pointed out the, the section that character leads to hope. When we see someone with character, we have hope. And this particular concept of character leading to hope is what I want to explore and unpack today. Now, we don't have to go far today to you know, a search of the news events to, to notice there's not a lot of good news stories around. There's war, rumours of war. There's a lot of heaviness in the world, tough stuff. Climate change, economic issues, political issues. A lot of people are living without hope. There's a pandemic of hopelessness in our world at the moment. There's a spiritual malaise, a weariness, a disorientation. There's also been something else happen over the last century. Increasingly, we have a culture which doesn't place a high value on character, character development. Stephen Covey in his book, seven Habit, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, describes this um, discovery he made through his extensive study of success literature published in the United States dating back to 1776. And what he noticed was in the first 150 years, there was a, fo a focus on character as the foundation to success. But in the following years, he noticed something changing. He noticed that there was a difference in the sex, in the um, a theme in the success literature, was that it was more superficial, and it had quick fixes to success. 
rather than this enduring perseverance character leading to success. This also coincides with a move in our culture towards individualism, where there's been a greater emphasis on the rights of an individual or the, the value of a character standing out and being unique, being special, rather than an impact on how your character actually has an impact on those around you, how the individual's character impacts others. So there's two things. We have a reduction in hope and we have a reduction in character. So the question I want to pose today is how does, what is this link? How does character lead to hope? So to, to do this, I want to revisit Romans 5. Paul, the apostle, writes a letter to the Roman church, the church in Rome. So let's have a look at Romans 5, verses 1 to 5. It will be, it's on the screen if you want to follow along in your Bibles or on your phone. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Such a beautiful verse, uh, that last verse, and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts. I think that's one of the most beautiful verses in Scripture. God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who's been given to us. So I just want to highlight here, there's no striving in this. It's a gift. The Holy Spirit is a gift. The love of Christ is a gift. But what, what Paul's also pointing out is there's some choices. There's some things that go before this character development. There's a choice to persevere. A, a choice to lean in to our suffering because it per per produces perseverance, character, and character hope. So to address this question, how does character lead to hope? It's an interesting question to churn over, to meditate upon. I think it's really key that we have an understanding, a biblical understanding of what character is. God ultimately wants to develop character in his children. To be a person of character is to be like Jesus. In Galatians 5, 
It describes the fruit of the Spirit, the fruit of the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Jesus, the fruit of Christ in us is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, gentleness, and self-control. The first point I want to make is character seeks wisdom. Character seeks a kingdom mindset or perspective. So persevering in your current circumstance is to trust that God has something that he wants to show you or grow in you that he may not be able to do if if you had it your own way. So if you find yourself in a circumstance, look for what the Holy Spirit can give you in these moments when we are called to persevere. You may ask, what character of Jesus are you wanting to teach or show me through this circumstance? This may be through others, Christ in others, that he may want to do this. I had this experience recently myself. Um, Mark's mentioned a few times when we were in the UK recently, we experienced some disruption to our circumstances, our plans, um, what we had in mind. And when he got COVID, we were supposed to go on to Oxford just before we finished our trip. But then at, we were in London before we were about to go to Oxford and discovered he had COVID. And immediately the script in my head was, oh no, and you start to go into worry. How are we going to even get home? What, you know, like got to get on the plane? What, you know, where are we going to stay? We haven't booked this long. All those sort of questions of doubts and fear can set in. But there was a particular moment where I had to choose a different perspective and I had to stop and seek this kingdom perspective, this kingdom mindset, and ask the Lord, God, you've allowed this. We thought it was going to be this incredible time of Mark speaking to the people of Oxford. He actually had, um, we sensed that that's what he wanted, but Lord, you've allowed this. So I had to trust God, there's something else that you want to give and show us in this moment. I had to look for the kingdom perspective. And I have to tell you, I can testify today that in that week, God showed Mark and I his love. He made a way where we couldn't have imagined there was a way. The local church in London, friends of ours, were so wonderful in their care. I saw Christ in them reveal their love to to me. I'd been praying actually since the start of the year for a revelation of his love. I'd been at a massive Christian conference, and yes, that was amazing, incredible. But you know what? God revealed his love in that ordinary situation where my plans were disrupted. He revealed his love in ways that I couldn't have expected. Just one one little story, like um, this local pastor in London actually sent along his EA with this beautiful care package And I was so moved because she arrived, she texted me, arrived at the um, hotel 
with, um, you know, like some herbal things and like fruit and um, rat tests and, and this bunch of flowers. And it just a couple of days ago, I commented Mark, there were actually a bunch of peonies and literally I commented Mark, oh, I love those peonies, you know, hint, hint, they're the sort of flowers I like if ever you want to give me peonies. But the fact that even God had shown her to go buy those peonies, that was God's gift to me. And she'd even, on her way, been praying to God for an encouragement for Mark and I. And she wrote these beautiful words, and they could only come from God, those words that she wrote on the card. But I had to choose this kingdom perspective. So my second point is that character is building a kingdom mindset over time. So each time we have a disruption, this kingdom mindset builds and strengthens. You see, I could make that choice in that moment to look for a kingdom perspective because I've seen God's faithfulness in other situations. I know that God is able to carry me through. And ultimately, we are being renewed daily to have the mind of Christ, to go wherever he takes us. When we see God's faithfulness in circumstances, we grow in our faith and therefore hope. Faith is being sure of what we hope for, as it says in Hebrews 11. So this faith builds hope. This builds faith and hope next time we encounter challenge. We have seen and we can praise God for his faithfulness. So character is building a kingdom mindset over time. But sometimes... We get it wrong. How do we get it wrong? God had more to, to teach me. So as I said, we, we had that disruption in the UK. We got home. We actually had another trip planned. Uh, Mark had an, another invitation to speak in New Zealand. And um, it was quite a, a tight time frame between getting home and um, yeah, going away to New Zealand. And then my daughter, our daughter, Grace, tests positive for COVID. So here we are again, God, we're, um, I'm saying, okay, so we had that disruption and now again, um, and found myself, I mean, then it was like impacting my kids. So it was another scenario. Okay, so I can handle this. Now it's my kids. I'm seeing Grace crying. She's feeling the weight of this responsibility of um, letting us all down because she's got COVID. It's not her fault. It's just the nature of things at the moment. And I found myself worrying for them. And oh, it's been, we've been looking forward to finally going away as a family. But then again, I had to stop myself. And look for this kingdom perspective. And a thought came into my head and I sensed it was from God. What about asking instead of why God? What if actually there's a higher perspective for my kids too? What if God cares more about the character in my kids than their good experience of this holiday or this trip? This is a bigger perspective. What is actually this is the end goal in mind, not just the immediate experience. 
how, and then I found myself, how can I model this biblical perspective to my children? I found myself changing the language I was using with, about this trip to them and others, actually, um, other um, people in my life that I knew, I'd tell them, oh, we had this trip, but um, I'm trusting. I'm trusting that there's, there's blessings. There's other blessings in this disruption. And I, t- and I spoke about that to our, our kids as well. And actually, do you know what? <laughs> Once again, we had to follow the way of love. And there were incredible blessings that came out of that week that wouldn't have been given otherwise. And my kids were able to see that God was faithful. And he turned up in other ways. Not our plans, but he turned up. So something shifted as I chose to look for God's kingdom perspective and plan in that situation. I realised I had an expectation of good experience. This is what my culture has taught me. It's taught me that a good life is a life filled with good experiences. Now, by good experiences, I mean your own expectations for an experience apart from God. I'm going to say that again. By good experiences, I mean your own expectations for an experience apart from God. You may have personal goals for this experience to be relaxing, meaningful, escape from boredom, Sometimes looking for new experiences is a a reaction to a fear or a discomfort. And when circumstances change, we are left asking, why God? Why me? Self-pity can set in. Confusion, despair, disappointment with God. And do you know what? Sometimes these moments can reveal our idols. What if God wants to develop character in you through your circumstance? What if he has a higher perspective than your personal plans? I'm going to call out something which is a particular worldview in our, this current generation. We, value, we live in a society that values individual experience. I'm going to go as far as to call it as an idol. It's an idol, the idol of personal experience. Why? Because it's often focused on self rather than kingdom focused. This has led to entitlement, expecting good life, good experiences, position, authority to come straight away rather than over time through persevering. So expectation of experiences creates entitlement. Dr. John Townsend defines entitlement. He says, entitlement is the belief that I am exempt from responsibility and I'm owed special treatment. We don't have a value on character development because we're afraid of hardship. We're afraid even our kids will have difficulties or challenges. Even though for generations, the understanding is that experiencing difficulties in childhood is the key to learning how to face them 
and overcome them in a safe environment with the support of a loving parent. And when this character development is delayed, it moves into adulthood. We may have adults then who don't have the maturity of character to face hard times and know how to endure, who do not have hope in the face of hardship. Yet our Father in heaven, God our Father, cares for us by allowing circumstance to mature us, to develop character in us, so we can face it with the hope deposited in our hearts with a kingdom perspective. So pursue character, not experience. That's my encouragement today. Pursue character, not experience. There's a few things to keep in mind. Character will cost you. There is a cost to discipleship. Jesus told his disciples, it says Matthew in Matthew 16, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me, for whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. In this verse lies a promise that we will find life, a life of flourishing and to walk in confident hope, but this comes from sacrifice and laying down first. To be like Jesus, to have his character, is to share in his sufferings. He's gone before us and showed us the way to true life and hope. Hebrews 12 says, Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame and sat down at the right throne of God. So Jesus endured for the joy set before him. Another question to ask is, am I willing to sacrifice earthly experiences for kingdom encounter? God's power is displayed in our weakness. You see, Paul knew the cost of discipleship. He knew his life was in, in his own. But he also knew the secret to being content in all circumstances. And he experienced the power of God time and again as he surrendered and he pursued this and made a choice to persevere and suffer for the sake of the gospel because he had the end goal in mind. He walked with this hope in his heart. Powerful story and example of this we read in Acts when Paul and Silas were in prison and they just began to worship, pray in prison I love this story where as they're praying and worshipping, it released the power of God. So their act of surrender, their willingness to surrender and suffer for the sake of the gospel, they encountered the power of God. As they were worshipping and praying, there was a mighty earthquake. The power of God was released and the prison chain, the chains were broken. They were set free. Without that sacrifice, without that choose to surrender, they wouldn't have encountered the mighty power of God. Am I willing to sacrifice early earthly experience that I can encounter that power? And finally, my last point is pursue character for the sake of the gospel. There are lots of examples through Scripture of how character is formed 
through their trials and sufferings, but a ministry of hope was the result, a ministry to bring hope to others. So the point I want to highlight here is that character builds spiritual authority for the hope to spread to others. In 2 Timothy, Paul writes a letter to Timothy, and he writes his letter from prison, knowing that his days are numbered and he may not get out of prison. And he actually encourages Timothy to walk not in timidity or fear, but to walk in power, that the Holy Spirit gives him power, love and self-discipline. He says to Timothy, encourages him, join with me in the suffering for the gospel by the power of God. He speaks of, and he speaks powerfully that he's able to do this because of the hope. I think this this verse in Timothy is key to, to how Paul, why Paul walks and chooses to walk in suffering. He says, this is why I'm suffering as I am. Yet this is no cause for shame because I know whom I have believed and I'm convinced that he is able, he is able to guard what I have entrusted to him until that day. So Paul knows that God is able. He's able to keep what he has put his hope in, what he's entrusted him, that he will come through for him. That is a testimony that Paul knows God's faithfulness. And why did he write this letter to Timothy? Why did he write it? He didn't write it so that Timothy could have this personal peace. And that's a byproduct, absolutely. But it was an encouragement for Timothy to keep walking in hope for the ministry, for the hope of the gospel, to keep on, keep pressing in for the hope of the gospel. It was an encouragement to persevere in trials, to guard what he's been entrusted with for the sake of the gospel. Now, to end with, I want to tell you about someone I met who embodies this link between character and hope. Recently, Mark and I had the privilege of sitting down with someone who is originally from Iran, Iran, and she, she shared her story. She now lives outside of Iran and she's converted from Islam to Christianity. She's found hope in Christ. But she shared her story of trials and suffering. And what she's had to give up because she chose to not deny Christ in her. She has given up everything. She has given up her family, even her own child. And she told her story, I was weeping, just like now. But the difference about her story, there was no, there's no happy ending. I was waiting for the happy ending. And she's sitting there telling me this beautiful piece of her face, embodying Christ. And afterwards, her friend who was also sitting with her, story, he said he, he um, usually watches for, as he, as he 
watches other people hear her story, people with a Western perspective look and wait for this happy ending. But she waits. She's got, she lives in the pain of waiting and the hope of future glory, the hope of what is to come. She holds that tension. But you know what? She has an incredible fervour and zeal to serve Christ. This has given her incredible character and, and she is determined to share this gospel of hope. She has incredible ministry of evangelism. She is evangelising women in similar situations. Her character spoke volumes to me. Her character spoke hope to me. Hope that if I was called to face that, I would want to be like her. I would want to be like Christ in that situation. I saw Christ in her. I saw Christ strengthen her, enabling her, equipping her to have hope in the face of trial. The world needs hope. The world needs to encounter Christ through us. The hope of Christ is in us. The hope of Christ in us is revealed through us to others. Your choices matter. Choosing to persevere for the joy set before you, for the hope of glory matters. I'm going to pray. God, we thank you for this hope. We thank you for the hope that we have in Christ. And Lord Jesus, I just pray that you just minister to us today. Lord God, I just pray that um, you would shift our mindset, Lord God. I just pray if there's anything that you just want to prompt today by your, the power of your Holy Spirit, I just pray that you would just change our perspective, Lord God. Renew our minds, renew our hearts, that we would be determined to pursue character for the sake of the gospel. In your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen.